Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Dim Playing by the Rules. It is our one year anniversary episode. We made it. (laughs) Well, well, that's the topic of today is um, Mm -hmm. awkward dating stories. So, I mean, that could be one. Thank you guys for being here with us for this whole year. Uh, We didn't introduce ourselves, but hopefully after a year, you figured out that I'm Janelle and this is my co-host. Petunia. No, I'm just kidding. Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) And by co-host, I mean she is the leader and I am – I. she's the Batman and I'm the Robin, as you all know. It depends on the day. That's true. We do kind of buffer back and forth. Jenna and I, what have we been doing? It's finally nice in Chicago. How's the weather in Virginia? Um, It's decent, except we had a surprise snowstorm, which was fun. It was our first RV trip of the season to see how things are going because we have our big trip in like a week and a half and we're going for two weeks. And so we're like, okay, like the weather has been great. Like we've had a few cold days here and there, but nothing bad. So we've been watching the weather the night before we go. They're like slight possibility of snow. We're like, okay, so what do we do? Like, do we cancel this? If you RV or travel in general, you know, like you're going to lose money. So we're like, (laughs) okay. The weather said it had a high of 56. So we're like, oh, we're just no. going to do it. So we arrived on Friday and check-in was at 1. So we're like, we're going to do all our hiking on Friday because that was the nicest weather day. So we had made dinner ahead of time and all we had to do was heat it up. So we go hiking and everything is great. And if you That's have amazing. listened yeah, if you've listened to the podcast for a while or if you know me personally, you know if there's going to be a hiccup, we're going to experience it. And yes, it's kind of 100. a comedy show. We just kind of roll with it. And so we're like, everything is going smooth. We had a little trouble unhooking at one point, And we're like, but that was like nothing. And so we go to bed. We wake up. Everything's going great. We saw a waterfall. We did all this. The kids are wonderful. Of course, the kids wake up super early because they always do, no matter how we travel. They always wake up super early. And so we're like, okay, like we've got this. And so we're sitting there where kids are having breakfast. I'm drinking coffee. And I look outside and I'm like, it's snowing. It's 7 a.m. And I'm like, it's a little earlier than they had anticipated, but they said it's only going to be like an hour snowstorm. So I'm like, we're still going to book this tickets to the safari park because that's the only thing my kids wanted to do. And we promised them we would go because your ticket's good for all day that we would go twice that day. And they are dead set. They're like, we are going twice. We are doing this. Okay. So I get on their website, says that, you know, still opening at nine. So I buy the tickets and everything. Eight o'clock, it's still snowing. Nine o'clock, it's still snowing. And so we go to the RV or to the safari park. Luckily, it was like literally a half a mile from where we were staying. And it has this big sign, closed for weather. So then my kids are bawling. We're like, okay, we'll do a little bit of hiking. So now it's like 10 something. And we're like trying to hike. It was not even 30 degrees. It was like Chicago weather with a wind chill in the teens. And everyone is so cold. Luckily, like last minute, I threw in hats and gloves. And I was like, Isn't that you know, funny just how you case. last minute, like maybe. Yes. My husband was even like, he had short sleeves packed and no jacket. And I was like, 
honey, like you might want to rethink that. Yeah. Being the good wife, I should have let him suffer and just kind of You should have. But like I, we did when we went to Florida. Yes. I was like, give me, give your children your sweatshirt and freeze. <laughs> My kids love to be outside and it was so cold. They were like, it hurts to be outside. And I was like, oh, I know. Like, yes. We go back to the RV and we're getting ready for bed and we notice there's no water pressure and we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Our fucking pipes froze. <gasps> froze. So, oh my God. We've been waiting for the freeze. Mm-hmm. So you hook a water hose up to city water and then it filters through your RV and that's how you flush your toilet. You wash your hands. You do your dishes, everything. And so Brandon's like, well, I'm going to go empty the tanks and you have a gray tank, which is like all your water. And then you have the black tank, which is the shitter. And he's like, I'm going <laughs> to empty those because I don't want anything to happen. So he goes and on the, sh- the shitter valve, there's two valves. Basically, it's like a safety catch. So he undoes the first one. So now all the waste products are in the bottom and the bottom lever is frozen. <laughs> so he can't oh, empty it. My God. And he's like, what do I do? And now it's dark outside. And I'm like, I don't know. And the office is closed. We've never experienced this. This is only our second season RVing. So we look around. Everyone's unhooked from water. So we're like, okay, so I guess we need to unhook everything. I don't like public bathrooms. So now we're having to use the bathhouse. So then the next day, we're trying to thaw everything out. So we're standing outside with a hairdryer for over two hours, just (laughs) trying to like unfreeze. And now everything is frozen. So the gray tank, the black tank, the water hose, everything. And so finally, somebody from the office brought us a heat gun and we finally got things thawed out. It probably took us a good four hours, but we extended our stay through the evening. So we were going to leave Sunday morning. And so Sunday, the safari park, bless them because I called them like a million times. Are y'all going to be open today? Are y'all going to be open so we went at 9, and we went at 3.30, and then we loaded up, and we left. Yeah. I'm dead. Yep. So our oh, you got the safari shit, park. Yeah, our shit literally froze. Like, <laughs> it was just like, your, oh, my Your gosh. shit literally and figuratively froze. Mm-hmm. Your RV and that's froze, like, and your shitter froze. One thing I don't – I don't know. That's the only nobody thing about wants RVing. To, nobody wants an ice cube of nope. poop attached to their yeah. home. The whole time we're like doing the heat gun and the heat, like we swear, like we're like, it's RVing isn't for me. I'm really glad we didn't do this. I couldn't, Josh and I would be punching each other in an RV park if this happened to us. Like just fully having. It did help that we weren't the only ones in the situation, like everyone around us. And it could have been worse because the people next to us, their actual pipes inside their RV still had water in them. And so that froze, Mm. they busted. Luckily, our hose froze first, and so we were able to get all the water out before anything froze inside. So we were like, okay. So it was just the poop chute was frozen, but... (laughs) The poop shoot. It was, shoot. <laughs> it was like a mess. so many like classic butt <laughs> yeah. jokes today. I love and, it. And like a longer than usual update, but I just thought it was funny. I loved it. We have some listeners that RV, so I know that they'll appreciate it. So I appreciate it because I remember when I thought that I could RV and that story yeah. just cemented the fact that I am not an RV person and Josh and I would be fully divorced if we had decided yeah. to RV. Remember, we were both looking at RVs at the same time yep. and uh-huh. we were like fully, I was fully committed to it. And then Josh was like, I don't think you understand how hard this can actually be. And I was mm-hmm. like, you don't understand how tough I am. But now that you say <laughs> that, like Josh was right once again. So into that, let's – or after that, let's talk about dating stories. Speaking of shitty, flows. let's talk about dating oh, stories. Oh, that's a good one. There it is. There, there it, is. it is. Yeah. <laughs> we had some people write in. Just full disclosure, we gave them all nicknames because – not nicknames. 
aliases because we don't want to share anyone's dirty secrets or funny Mm -hmm. secrets. And no one was like on dating stories. No one was like, use my name, please. Because we've all been there. We've all had those awful, awful days. We've all been there. My constant, Jen and I were talking about this earlier, like my constant theme of my dating horror stories was I'd always meet guys and then we'd go on a date. And during the first date, they'd be like, I don't have a job. I, and we're old at this point. I mean, like 20 – these guys are like 25, most of them, and because I, I was 23 is right around when I met Josh. I don't have a job, and I live with my parents. It was always, I don't have a mm-hmm. job, and I live with my parents. And I was like, yeah, I can't. Because like my when I broke up with my most serious boyfriend before Josh, I really knew that I like – I wanted to travel, and I wanted mm-hmm. to do things. And every guy – there was a couple of the guys that like couldn't pay for coffee – on a coffee date. Yes. And it was like, I was, I was a magnet for this. It was bizarre. It was so weird. Like, what do you just take a minute and like get a job and figure, I mean, living with your parents is one thing, but like not having a job and making like, no, I'd love to be able to like live with my parents. That sounds amazing. But not having a job and pursuing um, a dating Mm -hmm. environment is just bananas to me. Like you shouldn't be on this date. You should be on for a job. Yes. On a website. On, on indeed.com. <laughs> I was like, I don't Not even sponsored. know a job websites exist anymore because that's been so I long. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> Did you ever I know do... LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. Did you ever do dating apps? Okay. So I didn't get to do dating apps, which I say don't get to because one of my stories later on, I have a girlfriend that's doing dating apps and it's not as fun as it looks. So before Josh and when Josh and I were broken up, I did plenty of fish, which oh. <laughs> was a lot. Was uh-huh. a lot. Apparently plenty of fish is just plenty of fish that don't have jobs and live in their parents' basement. It was bizarre. It was wild. Yeah. The thing and I think guys were way less creepy then even and they were so, so creepy. We always yeah. joked that plenty of fish was just like where you went to get laid. But then Match.com and all those other ones were like where you went to find a significant See, other. but I wasn't like – I don't think I was sleeping with many of these guys because it was just like we yeah. can't even – I have to buy coffee for us. Like I don't – I'm not super horny right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, because you met Brandon on Match, didn't you? Yeah. Inside his wedding ring, it says perfect match, like in quotes. Oh my God. I know. Okay. But so did you meet anybody else on match? I did. And there was some creepy ass people. There were some people that definitely like you could tell copy and pasted messages to multiple women. (gasps) And it was interesting because it was like right when I signed up, you know, you create your profile and everything. And it was just like, boom, all these messages. And it was just people, men, because that's what I put as my interest, were just like, I don't know, just stalking the website for fresh meat, basically. So I was still living in a college town, but I was actually working. I was a teacher. And so I was just felt like every time I went out with like my roommates, my girlfriends, I just met college guys. And I was just yeah. like, first of all, I'm sorry. I am into my career. I'm looking for something more serious. I was in the process of looking into building my own house. I was like, I just, I'm not going to date a college guy. I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah. Or it was, you know, like the guys that hang around college a little too long. Like kind of like you (gasps) talked about. That's even worse. You graduated, but you're still only hanging out with college friends. You don't have a job. So I was like, I'm going to go on some dating websites. My other co-teachers encouraged me to. 
I was like, I'm going to put in there that I'm interested in older men. And I was like, this is going to be great. (laughs) You know, I'm young 20s. I think I'm like 22, 23. And I was like, I'm going to put in there that like, I want 30 plus year olds. And so I assumed that these men were going to just be so polished and set in their lives. God, we're so dumb. So like one of them, this one guy kept telling me like, he owned his own business and he was in sales and all this stuff. And so we started texting. And first of all, I could just tell that he was probably not telling the truth by the way he texted. Everything was spelled wrong. Oh, I can't. There was that like, was my first yes. thing I fell in love with Josh about is all of his spelling and grammar was like perfect. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I will keep talking to you. He used like the letter U for you, the number two nope. for two, you know, and I was just nope, like, this nope, doesn't nope. seem very professional. <laughs> Turns out he was a used car salesman, which there's nothing wrong with, but you don't say yeah. you own your own business and talk yourself up like, you know, I'm big not, into not sales. Not the same thing. No, I don't know. It was interesting. And once we I really found it, out, yeah. I kind of called him out on it. And I was like, well, you said you own your own business. And he was like, well, that's my aspiration one day. And I was like, well, you don't tell people that. Like, You can't put things as your aspiration. No. And like, it's real fast. And he wasn't even 30. And he lied about that too. So I was like, you're what? gone. Yes. So then I found this other guy. And on paper, like, seemed wonderful. He was a tennis player. And my mom was a tennis player. And he was totally my type. He was 31. He had a great job. I was like, this is great. So we talk a few times and then he's like, let's just meet up for drinks. And I was like, okay, great. Like, let's go meet up for drinks. And that went well. It was probably 30 minutes, 45 maybe. It was just like a quick, let's make sure we're not sketchy. But I didn't get like these really good vibes from him. I was like, he's got his shit together. So then we go on our second date and he was like, I want to come out to where you live. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I live with five girlfriends or four girlfriends. There was five of us in a house. He's like, I want to come to your house and pick you up. And I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I don't know. So I was like, let's meet at a gas station. He's like, No murders have ever happened at a gas station. (laughs) So we're like, okay, we're going to meet at a gas station. And then like we can drive together from there. So we do, and we have dinner. And again, I was like, I just didn't feel the spark, but I was like, everything's fine. So then my roommate was like, hey, the rest of us are all out at this like bar that we frequent. Like, do you want to come? And I was like, sure. So he's like, I want to go. I want to go. And I was like, "Uh okay. My roommate was like, I'm close by. Like, I'll pick you up. So she picks us both up. So she picks us up from the date. So we're like in the car with her. And he's like in the back. And he's like, have you guys ever heard of Miley Cyrus? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, it's my favorite. And he just starts singing Party in the USA. He's not even drunk at this point. Stop. At the top of his lungs. And my roommate, who is my best friend at the time, just like looks at me and she was just like, what the fuck did you just put in my car? And I was like, uh, uh, I swear everything else has been fine. And so then we get to the bar and he gets hammered. And so then we're like, well, what the fuck do we do? He lives 45 minutes away. Oh my God. Uh, what do I do with him? I don't want to take and him home. And let's just say Ubers and stuff wasn't like a no, thing oh, back then. No, not at all. No, not back at all. Back when we were right? young. <laughs> so my roommate's like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know. So the bar is closed. So we're all in her car and he's still motherfucking singing Party in the USA, first of what all. What the fuck? I have, That's the creepiest song. You could have named almost any other song and I might have been on this guy's side, but yes. that is too much. My roommates are like, just bring him back home. Like maybe we can sober him up a little bit and then send him on his way. And there's five of us versus one of him. And I was like, I just really don't want him to know where we live. 
So we bring him home. And so he is so drunk and he's like, let me see your room. And I was like, uh, no, like I'm not telling you which room is mine. Mm-mm. And he finally, we get him like somewhat sober. So it's like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And we're like, your car is right down the street. Let's just walk there. I was like, I'll just walk you there and then say goodbye. And he would not leave. We had to literally put him on the front porch and lock the door. I don't ever know what happened to him because I never talked to him again. And I hope he found his car because he would not leave. Like we had to literally put him on the porch and be like, see you later. I know that sounds cruel. And then we are so creeped out because we're like, now he knows where we live. And then I was like, I guess he's just like a really immature, ridiculous drunk. And that's probably But he wasn't drunk when he started party in the USA. So I'm still not clear on how old He could have been, but because we had like one drink with dinner, but maybe it's like his buzz thing. But you don't say you're not going to leave a girl's house. So then I met Brandon and I was about to like give up hope because my free trial was up and you know I'm cheap as hell. And then a I met Brandon and it was like. A girl ain't going past the free trial. <laughs> and so I was like, cool, shut down the profile. Wait, is that why you married Brandon? Because your free trial was about to be up and you knew that that was the end of no. the road. And you're like, this is my last <laughs> shot. I guess that's it. No, because I actually had a few other guys that I had dates scheduled with and I just canceled them all because I was like okay we're good we're good so we're good oh that just reminded me though I one of my dating horror stories I dated this guy for like I think we went on like three or four dates and it was one of those things where like he was whatever he was okay he apparently was like very much more into me than I was into him this was when I was in college (laughs) and he wrote a bunch of MySpace blogs about me I tried to find them recently because he tried to make them like poetic and like he didn't use my name that they were bought, like my cousin sent it to me and was yeah. like, what she was like, oh my God, look at what he's writing. This is clearly about you. And he wrote like three long MySpace blogs about me. And what? I printed them and like showed them to everyone, like bragged about him for a while. Cause I was like, oh look at him. I'm, I'm his muse for these yes. blogs. And do you remember like when MySpace, cause I had oh, another, I had I some haters dating, on MySpace, like yeah, anonymous. That a- was like, Pre-cyber uh-huh. bullying was a thing. Yeah. It was. And I didn't even think about that. When Poor I started me. dating my college boyfriend, one of the girls apparently had a crush on him that was in like the sister sorority. And she wrote a whole bunch of mean MySpace blogs about me. And he had to like tell her to stop. And she like just uh-huh. made him like private or whatever you would do at the time. They weren't yes. like – It was just like he was dating me and she's not even in the sorority. So what is she doing oh here? And, di- and it was like, okay, like we're in yeah. Duluth. This isn't like a Greek school. Like no. calm down. And so no. I feel I just made me remember how creepy dating was during MySpace because people could write like these Yelp reviews about you. Yes. Without- <laughs> and then they could write on like you had like a little like sideboard and they could write yeah. stuff on there and they could be anonymous and yeah, it got nasty. So Oh, MySpace should come back. That was fun. Okay. Yep. But my first story is regarding online dating. So I have a girlfriend who is divorced and it does um like all the dating apps. She's beautiful. She's got her life together. She's got everything together. She gets the weirdest messages. She gets you can't you can't even imagine. But she, the other day I was like, hey, do you have any recent like good uh slash bad dating stories? Mm-hmm. And literally that day she got from a guy, we'll say his name is well, his name is Matt. So here's the thing. He writes, I'm probably going to be dating this girl soon, but I've always wanted to F word. I've always wanted to fuck a MILF. LOL. <gasps> if I could knock that out soon, that'd be real freaking cool. How did he know she had? Oh, you do put a, if you have kids on there. Oh my gosh. What Did she respond? 
she wrote, oh my God, I'm sending this to my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good answer. So if we could knock that out soon, that'd be real freaking cool with like the laughing, smiling emoji. And had she had any conversations with him before that? Well, they, I think like, they had hung out like once, but like platonically. Oh my And gosh. so obviously he was like, oh shit, now I'm going to get a girlfriend. Like we didn't do what I wanted to do. So now I got to try to get that in before I get the girlfriend. I told Josh and Josh is really hard to shake. And Josh was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh there are some God. creepy people. I do remember I had a guy that on there that was like in his 40s and he was like, baby, let's just run off to Vegas and get married. And like, you think I'm kidding. And he would not stop messaging me. I remember when I like deactivated my account, I had over 60 messages from him and he was, it was creepy. And it was specific details about me and my pictures. And he found me on social media. And it was just like, there are some people that just like, I don't know. Yeah. I one time when Josh and I broke up, I went to the bank because I had never like taken out a loan before and I needed to take out a loan. I think for my car I was buying and I still have the guy, the guy's name still pops up in my phone because you know how your phone saves like your contacts forever. Yeah. His name was Joseph and he worked at Wells Fargo and he was like, I will give you this loan, but it's going to be the string attached is that we go on a date. And I was like, Sure. And told him yes. And then he kept messaging me, asking me about the date, even when Josh and I got together. And Josh was like, I'm going to like go beat the shit out of this guy. Like you can't like give someone a loan on the basis of them like going on a date. Like he's like, I'm pretty sure that's like not even legal. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, he messaged oh me for months after. Okay. Do we want to do – you do – do you have a good listener story? Yeah, I do. Tell me it. Tell me it. Okay. Now let's go to Joy's story. Again, changed her name. You know who you are. Hey, Joy. You know who you are. Okay, and I'm going to read this as her. So before I was married and I was working in restaurants, there would be post-shift hangouts where everyone would go to a bar and there would be things such as karaoke night. I was 18, so of course I wasn't drinking, but I was just hanging out with these cool older kids, a.k.a. grown-ups. This happened at least a half a dozen times with different people. Someone would approach me and say, hey, do you want to go to Champs after work? So I always thought that meant with the staff. So I would get there and sometimes the rest of the staff wouldn't be there or the person who asked me would be there in a table in a quarter waiting for me away from the bar where everyone else we knew was. One time there was this guy who was a bartender and he was about 36 to 40. Keep in mind, I'm 18. He was a bartender on the side and a firefighter as his main job. So we're going to refer to him as firefighter bartender. Okay. <laughs> he would try to flirt, but no one took him seriously because he was about twice our age. At this point, I was dating my now husband. Fireman bartender asked if I wanted to go to a diner after work, which was abnormal because that's not our usual post-work hangout, and it was further away. Again, I was assuming everyone from work was going to be there as well. <laughs> So when I arrived, he was there, solo. After about 10 minutes, I asked when everyone else was coming to join us, to which he replied, oh no, it's just us. I wanted to hang out with you. So I just sat there awkwardly. Then eventually I asked, is it cool if my boyfriend comes hangs out? (laughs) Is it cool if my boyfriend comes to hang out with us? That's amazing. I thought this would stifle him. It did not. He didn't even flinch at the word boyfriend. Mm -mm. So I told him, I'm going to tell my boyfriend where we are and see if he wants to join. So I texted my boyfriend, 
And I told him, hey, I'm on another accidental date. (laughs) He was very cool about it. And so he came and joined us. So now it is the most awkward encounter I have ever experienced. He came. Oh, my God. He came. And it's the three of us sitting there. And we stayed for over an hour. Why? I'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) I love awkward encounters. So thank you, Joy. And that is Can you imagine sitting there with your boyfriend and this weird like work? Oh my God. And I want to know what they talked about. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that makes me like nauseous because I don't like awkward like that. Like I'd be like, I have to go. You know, it's like you want to hang out after this. You assume that means like or Hey, yes, yes, we're going yes. to da 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 da. Do you want to go? And then you turn up and you're the only one there. Like, how many That's times? That's such that? a young waitress thing, too, because that used to happen to me a lot when I was a waitress. I was a waitress from the time I was like 23 to 26. Multiple times I'd be like, cool, I just ended up on a date with a 50-year-old mm-hmm. that's a regular at the bar. And I'd be yep. like, fucking A. Your brain just doesn't click it in because you're in such a hospitality mind frame right. that you're like, yeah, whatever the customer, like, yeah. Oh my God. And you just assume, what would they want with me? What the fuck do they want with me? Oh, wait, just kidding. Anything. Yep, Yep, anything. Are you on a date with my boyfriend, I guess? (laughs) I guess so. He just saw it as competition. Oh, my God, he he probably did. He was probably like, do you want to have a – let's have an arm wrestling match and we'll see who gets her. All right, I have one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Jenna and I haven't been letting each other read these for the most part. So that one was new to me, even though we both know Joy. And so because yes. it's more fun when we get like the honest reaction. This is from a male listener who's going to go by E. Ooh. I had just <laughs> – it's so – Jenna, you're going to love this. I had just moved to Minnesota, met this girl through work. She was a few years older than me. I didn't know anyone else in the state. Thought she was cool. Asked her out. We went on one date. Went well. After, she asked me to come over for date number two, and she'd make me dinner. I figured I met her through work. She probably wasn't going to murder me. I agreed. I arrived for date two, and she had made a pot roast slash stew type of deal in the crock pot. First of all, that is my worst nightmare. I hate (laughs) – Eugenia's face. I hate, like, a thick, any – you hate a thick cut of meat. I hate all of it. I hate like the thickness of like the sauce that goes with that. I don't know. It's always been a problem for me. So he, on the other hand, says, perfect. I love a good stew. She opens a bottle of wine. We sit down to eat. She takes one bite, clears her throat a couple times, and excuses herself to the bathroom. She's in there a few minutes. I just sat waiting to eat the stew. Didn't want to be rude and finish before she got back. She comes back, takes a couple more bites, starts gently clearing her throat again and says, sorry, this happens sometimes and goes to the bathroom again. This time she's gone for like 10 minutes and I'm sitting there awkwardly. Don't know if I should start eating or wait or leave or check on her. She comes back and apologizes and lets me know that on occasion she feels like food is getting caught in her throat and she just has to get it out. No joke, this happens again. This time she's gone for 30 minutes. Again, I sit there and wait. I was nervous to leave, but nervous to stay. I didn't want her to think I was a jerk to leave, and I didn't want to stay if she needed some time. LOL, awkward AF. She came back fine, and we finished our cold stew. I thanked her and left. (laughs) Anyways, I don't know if it was a nervous thing or what. If she would have made burgers, I probably would have been a death story. Good thing the meat was tender. Next time, I'll recommend broth for a date. (laughs) 
That is so weird. That's what I said. I was like, what's she doing in there? I don't know. But he's like, I don't know if she had like a nervous, like, because I asked him more about it afterwards. He's like, I don't know if she had like a nervous tickle or like she had like acid. Like, I don't know what it was, but he's like, if you know that. that long in the bathroom? That long in the day. And also if you know that like certain, like, I'm not going to have a guy over for a date and make like ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant and I'm not going to have a date over and then shit my pants. So like, if you know that something is like you have a little bit of a weird throat clearing or gag reflex. Yeah. He's like, don't make stew. You no. can make anything else in the world. And then don't like, continue to eat if this is, keeps happening. Just be like, or, I'm not feeling great. Yeah. Or go on a coffee date or like <laughs> oh my anything. Can you imagine be, leaving a guy in your house for 10 minutes, then 20 minutes, then 30 minutes while you're in the bathroom and he, then you just eat cold stew when you come back? And I'm such an anxious person. I would have been sweating, sitting there waiting sweating. for them. Like, I was sweating are they sick? Is this food was contaminated? Am I going to get oh my sick God, from yes. this? Jenna for sure would have thought she was going to get food poisoning because her little yeah. germ brain. Oh, oh my god! I don't even think about that. I just love the idea of like having – when isn't it the like second or third date when you finally go to someone's house so awkward anyways? And then for it to be a stew situation that's not sitting right is just mm-hmm. like – it's just perfection, in oh. my opinion. Yep. <laughs> okay, I've got one from myself. Okay. Ooh, so it's not a really selfie. a horror story, but it just always makes me giggle because let's take it back to 2000s, early 2000s. The year is 2000 and early, and what's I on the radio? Nelly. Oh I'm 15 God. and my parents 15. are like, you can't date till you're 16. So I go to my parents and I'm like, guys, I just got asked out on a date. Like I'm pretty close to being 16. I'm a couple months away and I'm just, yeah. I plead my case and I beg my parents if I can just go on this date. They finally agree. And my dad has been prepping me for dating for mm. my whole life. He is like, you have high expectations. Like that's how it should be. Yeah. yeah. He's showed me what somebody dating should be like. And so I have these high expectations for this date. So I As spend, you should. Yes. I spend hours getting ready. My mom helps me get ready. So I am stoked, so anxious and so ready. And he is an older guy. So I think <gasps> I'm so cool. I'm 15 and he drives a firebird and I'm just like, this is going to be awesome. So the date time comes and I'm like waiting and nothing. And then I just hear beep, 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 beep. And so first of all, my dad is like, oh, hell oh, no. hell no. <laughs> so my dad goes out there and he's like, no, no, like shaking his finger. And he's like, you got to come up to the door. Mm-hmm. So he comes up to the door and he gets me. And so I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And like my dad just totally embarrassed me. And so I get into his Firebird and I'm sitting in the front seat and I just hear, hey, Jenna, from the back seat. His best friend is in the back seat. Oh. So now we're on a date and this is my first date and I'm so excited and I knew his best friend actually really well. That's kind of how we got hooked up. And and so I was like, I thought we were going on a date. And he's like, we are. And then he's like, by the way, I'm really gangster. And he turns on rap music and blares it so we can't even talk. And I'm just like sitting there. This is not what I expected. So we go to the movies and, you know, I'm just standing there next to him in line. And he's like, one, please. No. And I didn't anticipate this. And this is the days of like, I mean, I'm sure that I know there were credit cards, but like I didn't have any cash on me. And so I'm like, what do I do? What do I do in my anxiety brain? And so I pretend to like go through my purse and I know in my mind I have no money. And I'm like going through my purse and like my heart is beating. And I'm like, do I call my parents? What do I do? And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I I I left my wallet at home. So you would think 
that this guy would pay for my ticket. No, no, no. His best friend pays for my ticket. And so they have me sit between them. And it was so awkward. And then he drops me off at home after the date, which we didn't even talk because blaring music in the car on the way there. Then we're at a movie. Then there's blaring music on the way home. He drops me off and I'm like waiting for him to open my door. And he doesn't. And so I'm just sitting there and then I was like, okay. So I opened my door and I was like, well, I'll see both of y'all later, I guess. I'll see y'all too. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to a party later. You should join us. And I was like, well, when are you going? And they're like, right now. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll see if my parents can drive me. Like I always laugh because I'm like, that would be my first dating experience. That would and be so your then, first date. Yeah. So then we had a friend who we grew up with. The whole school was talking about how awkward this date was because people asked me and I told them the truth. I was of like, course. it fucking sucks. Like, yeah, we don't and so do then lying. the guy was like, yeah, the guy was like, I can't believe you said it wasn't a good date. I took you to the movies. And I was like, actually, your friend took me to the movies. No. Yeah. I actually, I went on a um, date with your friend. Yeah. And he was like, what about the party after? And I was like, you know, the party where you didn't say one word to me. Yeah, that was cool too. And so then this mutual friend, he called my parents and he was like, I'm going to take your daughter on a date and I'm going to show her how it's done. So he took me on like a real first date. So I had a redo, which was good. And there was nothing romantic between us, but he was like, this is how it should be done. And it was really sweet. I just think it's funny because my parents were like, should have waited till you're 16. Maybe it would have been We told you so. Uh Yeah, no, it still would have been awful because it's you and you needed an awkward, you need awkward, awkward, Mm -hmm. awkward. So now I had like a really high standard and- I know. You have to, okay, that should be our takeaway from this. People say to me all the time, they're like, maybe my standards are just too high. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. literally they need to be as high as humanly fucking possible. And you will find that one person that- finally meet someone you're like hell yeah things don't get they people don't improve I mean no not necessarily Josh has kind of improved just by sheer like will of me beating him into submission we were over yeah. at a girlfriend's the other night and they were like has Josh always been this great and I was like no he uh-uh. came in terrible packaging I <laughs> did this I did this it's taken 10 years but I just think your standards can never write down what you want your big three things. Mine was travel. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I wanted somebody that was as exciting and interesting as my dad. When I broke up with my serious boyfriend before I met Josh. And I was like, I will not settle for not these three things. And so we, Josh came along and was like, I travel for work. You can come anywhere you want with me. And he's like, I don't want... Yeah, but on our first – Josh says our first date was one of his worst dates. Yeah, Maybe you Josh said that. Yeah. Come on and tell that. Because I just was like, when I get tired, I get tired and I want to be done. Yeah. And so he went to the bathroom and I was like, I'm tired. And I put my coat on and I was just like sitting there with my arms <laughs> crossed at the end. And I was like, I'm ready to go. And he was like, okay, so I guess the date's over. And then at the end – oh, this is so good. He dropped me off. He didn't kiss me. I was very upset. And then he texted me later because I let him drive me and I didn't know him. But he yeah. – was like, I'm a trusted traveler, which if you know anyone that travels a lot, you have to get like all these like certifications to be able to travel without having to like get any clearance check. And so he dropped me off and texted me afterwards and was like, or no, I said to him, I'm like, I'm really glad you weren't a serial killer. And he goes, all I'm going to do is kill a bowl of cereal when I get back to my hotel room. Oh my gosh. And I was like, all right, see you later. And like, (laughs) That's the first fucking joke I've you ever You do have heard. to sometimes give them a little credit. It's not going to be a fairy tale, but. I know, yeah. but like, That's I'm going to so just funny. kill a bowl of cereal when I get oh back. I mean, well played. Good play on yeah. words, Josh. Well done. But like. Brandon oh was two God. hours late to our first date and he's. Oh, yeah. Himself. he. Oh, my God. He wrote me. 
I don't think he, did you see this? He wrote to me, I forgot we have a Brandon submission. What? I read this to Josh and we were cackling. This shows how much Jenna's not checking the um, Instagram account. Well, I saw that he had written something and I just thought, you know, it like pops up on Instagram. So I assumed he like liked one of our posts. So I didn't click it. (laughs) There was this one time I met a girl online and ended up going on a coffee date with her. The whole time I was driving, she was texting me over and over again, asking where I was and if I was okay. I was literally five minutes late. Ended up marrying her, but seems like I missed some red flags along the way. Basically, now she's obsessed with me, and I'd like to remain oh. anonymous. That ex- <laughs> okay, so Jenna, which was it? Was he five minutes? No, late was he, he was two, hours, two late? hours late. He told me he hit construction. He told me he got pulled over, and he told me there was traffic. The bar, not the bartender, the barista, the coffee guy hit on you. Actually, hit this. on me and gave me free coffee with his phone number. <laughs> it so when Brandon got there he's like you want a coffee and I was like I've already had free coffee and I already have his phone number so I've had seven coffees so oh my god I'm I'm so glad I remember that because he sent it the day I posted it missed some red flags and now she's basically obsessed with me I I mean I am and we and they did miss some red flags to be honest I don't know but he did keep me in the loop the whole time he was like I can't believe I'm this late and he got lost too and so he was dr- driving like 50 minutes. So Brandon I'll give says him five credit. minutes late. Five <laughs> no. minutes late. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. And here's another uh, list. God, I'm so fucking glad I remembered that one. <laughs> this is from C, who didn't tell us if they wanted to remain anonymous or not. Went on a date with a guy named Slayton. Clue number one, I should have mm-hmm. bailed, which I just love. Like she just like immediately like sl- Slayton. No. Slayton. We got to dinner, and the first thing he asked me was if I had Googled him. I let him know I had not. He said, ah, well, I Googled you. I asked what he had learned from Google. He said, all I know about you is you have a friend that was killed in combat in Iraq. Fun thing to bring up on a first date. Needless to say, it went downhill from there. We were supposed to get dessert, and instead he took me to his house to gloat about how he was in real estate. Then he said, well, does staying in my bed sound like more fun? And I said, no, and asked him to take me back to my car. Yes, I made a mistake and should have driven myself. He responds with, damn, don't you go to Radford? I expected some sexual fun on this date, which I asked her what Radford was, and she said it's an all-female teacher's college. What does it matter where you go to school? What an asshole, I don't. Maybe Slayton. the school has a reputation, but like also go fuck yourself, Slayton. I expected I'm hating on Slayton. Sexual- I expected some sexual fun on this date. Gross. Like, you heard yourself say that out loud and decided to stick with it. What the fuck? I'm just fully traumatized by this. That's mm. another one that's my favorite, like, one-liner. I was dating this guy, and his last name was y- – not dating. Literally had been on, like, two dates with them. And he wanted me to come home and meet his family. And I walked in – because I never think meeting the family too soon is weird. I think it's fun. And I walked in and his mom, his last name was Young. And his mom was like, you know, if you marry my son, you'll be young forever. No. Because his last name was Young. Immediately right there, I was like, I just want to go home. You know, if you marry my son, you'll be young forever. Like, I've been on two dates with him. And are you fucking kidding me with that joke? I will never forget it. (laughs) No. Don't you wish you could find out what happened to all these people? Because like... I know. Especially like the ones that you online dated that you don't know their last name. Yeah. Because a lot of them, it's like you would know their last name. So like all like college boyfriends or dates for the most part, I knew their last name. But 
you know, I was dating a guy when Josh and I, so Josh and I broke up and we got back together. I told him I was breaking up with him because we weren't like dating, dating. He was a plenty of fish guy. And I told him I didn't want to date anymore because he lived too far away because he lived like 30 minutes away from me in Minnesota. And like in reality, like lived with his parents, went camping with his parents like every weekend, just too cringe was never going to travel, was never going to like do anything exciting. So Josh and I got back together and he went on Facebook, saw that Josh and I got back together and Josh lived in Chicago at the time. Oh, And he was like, oh, I live too far away. Now you're with a guy from Chicago because he didn't know there was a Josh before. So I said, you live too far away. And he thought the next step was for me to date a guy that lived states away instead of 30 minutes away. And how full circle is that, that he lived in Chicago and now you live in Chicago? Isn't that weird? Yeah, Josh lived in Chicago on and off while we were dating. He lived in Canada for a little bit, but he also, when we broke up, he moved to Chicago because he was like ending a job and was living in a suburb of Chicago, like not just in Chicago, like a suburb not far from where we live now. Oh, that's crazy. So we hope you enjoyed this. Happy anniversary to all our listeners as well. You've Happy birthday to us. Remember when we first did it, we released it on April 1st and people thought it was a joke. And then here Yeah, we well, are. I announced that we were going to do the what? podcast and I was moving to Chicago on April 1st, not having any idea it was April Fool's Day because we were living in oh, a I goddamn knew. pandemic. I didn't know. I was fucking thrilled. I was like, yeah, this Everyone is my jam. Everyone was like, jam. you're joking. You're joking. Yeah, it is your jam. Everyone was yeah. like, you're joking. You're joking. And I was like joking about what why would I like that's a weird thing to joke about they're like well it's April Fool's and I was like oh fuck I didn't know that and we had been teasing it and everyone just assumed we were pregnant and we're like no well, no yeah, yeah we were just baby. saying like we're working on something yeah I've been getting the things on my phone lately like because we were started recording like two or three Aww. months before we released and yeah. so I've been getting like our early recordings when I have like my black mullet and we're so cute oh and, like, we need a picture helpful for yeah. the world you oh, look a we little so different cute. I looked a little smidge different smidge. So with that, write to us and call your therapist. (laughs) And take your meds.